0: With our very special guest star John Denver. Yeah! Ring the bells for my delicious chocolate cereal car chocolate. Remember
1: this! <laughs> <laughs> Just don't say go! <laughs> <laughs> Hey, everyone. Welcome to the We Don't Want to Grow Up podcast. I am Pete. This is my wife, Stacy.
0: Hey, so this is our little attempt at taking you guys back to the feeling of strolling down the aisles at Toys R Us, of flipping through the JCPenney's catalog, earmarking everything that you want for Christmas, cozying up in front of the television on a Saturday morning with a big bowl of cereal, or waiting for hours for a certain song to play on the radio so that you can hit record on your tape player. That feeling has definitely been a comfort and has helped us get through the stress and anxiety that comes along with everything happening in the world today. And we hope that it helps you a little bit too.
1: So, what's in the cereal bowl this week for you?
0: I think I would go with Cookie Crisp. <gasps> Crisp. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when you do impressions after me because you're so much better at it.
1: I'm just like a parrot. Like I, I can't think of anything myself. I just parrot what other people do.
0: <laughs> I loved Cookie Crisp.
1: Yeah, me too. And I love that little dude in the commercial too that did that because he was always so fired up when he said it.
0: Yes. <laughs> what? What's yours?
1: This is a staple for me. I love this cereal. It's Count Chocula. I think I mentioned that in the first podcast when you briefly mentioned the monster cereals. But oh yeah, I love Count Chocula so much. I love the '80s version of it. I love the '90s version of it. I love all the, forms. the aughts, <laughs> 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 whatever ones.
0: Early aughts, late early aughts,
1: oughts. late aughts. I just uh, it's taken many forms, but it's always been really delicious.
0: This week, my guy here was having a bit of a rough go of it. Yeah, and. I just decided on the spot that we needed to go ahead and cover some Star Wars. I felt like he needed a little pick-me-up and thought we needed to do our research and turn on A New Hope.
1: Yes, we started with A New Hope because that would be the order that we saw them in, not right. not their chronological order.
0: Right. Right. And I mean, watching him get excited and become (laughs) almost childlike while watching is one of my favorite things in the world. It's Kind of the point of this whole podcast. (laughs) We don't want to grow up. So we go back, we revert back to the things that make us happy and feel like we're kids. So I'm going to go ahead and hand this over to you.
1: All right. So it's 1977 when this came out. So just a little while after. Uh, I Was Born.
0: That's right, because the TV show that we're discussing all also came out around that time, ironically, mm-hmm. and so did Cookie Crisp.
1: Oh, did it really?
0: Yeah, isn't it's that a weird? banner year. We actually didn't plan that.
1: <laughs> so we got Luke Skywalker, of course. Yes. Mark Hamill, who went on to other things like strange things from the luke skywalker role where he didn't do a lot of straight up acting he just went into like video game voice acting and voice voice acting and a lot of other stuff to where he's like a real talent in that plus he's luke skywalker Mm -hmm. so it's crazy uh you got alec guinness who played obi-wan kenobi the wise old wizard Mm -hmm. as as they'd say
0: help me obi-wan kenobi you're my only hope wait is that right
1: yeah okay you nailed it You got uh, R2-D2, played by Kenny Baker, who sadly passed away in 2016. Mm. You have C-3PO, Goldenrod, as they would call him. Anthony Daniels, (laughs) who's still doing C-3PO today.
0: That's awesome.
1: Harrison Ford, of course, plays the iconic Han Solo, or Han Solo, as some say.
0: Do people say Han?
1: Yeah, in the movie, they say both. Oh. Some say Han, some say Han.
0: I've always just thought it was Han.
1: I say Han mostly, but who was it in Empire Strikes Back? Billy D. Williams will say Han quite a bit. And uh, of course, in, uh, in Return of the Jedi, too. Then you got Chewbacca, who at that point was... Peter Mayhew. Chewy. Chewy. Maybe I'll break out a a Chewy. I don't know. Do
0: we need to phone in? Oh, that's pretty good. (laughs) I was wondering if we needed to phone in McNair for that, but you handled that pretty well. (laughs) We could have
1: a Chewy off. (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, you got Princess Leia played by the late Carrie Fisher, who was a babe. And continued (laughs) to be a babe. Yeah,
0: And also just really freaking cool.
1: She... Yes, she was very What cool. was
0: that that we watched recently that she was in? We were surprised to see her because it was new. Oh, it, it was, was the, the thing about the psychedelics. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: And she walked us through like her acid trip. This was like mid Star Wars. It could have been when they were doing the Return of the Jedi shoot because it was like Yamu or something like that. They were either on vacation or on film set Tripping balls, and she walked you through that whole thing. It was really funny.
0: Fans came up to her, something like while
1: she was, I think, on acid at the time.
0: Yeah, that's funny.
1: But uh, that's a good special if you've never seen that. And then you have my favorite overall, Darth Vader, (laughs) uh, voiced by James Earl Jones, played by David Prowse, and also that was my nickname growing up from my mother. Because any time she'd ask me to do something, I would go. (sighs) (laughs) And
0: and let me just tell you, he still does it.
1: (laughs) She'd be like, "Okay, Darth. (laughs) (laughs) For that first movie, there's no one that I'd ever heard of that. Uh, was in the stormtrooper costumes eventually it became like a cool thing where nowadays very random people or very random celebrities will be in the stormtrooper costumes but back then it was just stormtroopers the most iconic one is the dude who cracked his head on the, the lowering door uh, and they left it in the film which oh is my just God. great we, a-
0: he showed that to me the other night and I, I, he had to like go back because i missed it the first time <laughs> and thing. i about peed my pants <laughs> So amazing. If you haven't seen that, you look that up.
1: Yeah, they're on the Death Star at the time. Just keep an eye out for it. And what's funny is I hadn't thought about this, but I came across this info semi recently and I, I looked it up again. But there was a bunch of people that either auditioned for or were turned down for the role of Han Solo. Oh, yeah. But famous people like Kurt Russell, I think, was second in line. So it was really close because originally Harrison Ford didn't want to do it. They brought him in to either he didn't want to do it or George didn't want to consider him for it. I can't remember one of the two. But they brought Harrison in to help with the reading of the lines. And I think Harrison got on there and they were just like, wow, this is Han Solo. But Mm -hmm. Kurt Russell was in there. Sylvester Stallone, uh, (laughs) Al Pacino, who turned it down. uh, Robert England. Of you know, <laughs> Freddie. Freddie. Now Robert England, I think was roommates or either roommates or close friends with Mark Hamill and oh. mentioned to Mark Hamill about the role they were auditioning for Luke Skywalker. So that's how Mark Hamill found out about the role being available. So he went and auditioned for it. And of course the rest is history there.
0: Imagine one, two, Han's <laughs> coming for you. Or Han.
1: Han Han's Han's solo for you. Hand solo. <laughs> Uh, Burt Reynolds as well.
0: Wow. Uh,
1: I think Burt Reynolds turned it down because he's like, I don't get it. I don't get this space stuff or something. Oh,
0: man. Can you imagine? No, I can't imagine.
1: (laughs) Right. I can't imagine this movie being in any other form. Like, they got everything so perfect. But it it was was amazing. so
0: unique, you know? So people were probably afraid to jump into something like that.
1: Yeah, and they're probably thinking of, like, some cheesy, Mm -hmm. quote-unquote cheesy, other, like, space operas, space dramas that had come before it. Right. So a quick summary of the movie. You got the Empire, you got the rebels, the Empire, the bad guys, you know, they're like Nazi Germany. They like hurting people, (laughs) (laughs) destroying things, going to war, and they oppress people. And then you got the rebels who just want to be free. The Empire has made this giant new super weapon, which will make them the ultimate power in the galaxy. The rebels have recently stole the plans to that and want to, of course, destroy it. So the movie is just the story about getting the plans from where they were stolen into the right hands, and then the rebels trying to blow the thing up. And then you have a lot of like cool stuff that happens in between with the Force. You're introduced to the Force, lightsabers, the good, the light and the dark side of the Force, mm-hmm. blasters, X-wings, Millennium Falcons, mm-hmm. or Millennium Falcon, and the Death Star. You got all that good, Imperial Star Destroyers, Tie Fighters, all of it. I'm it's sure amazing. we could
0: be here all day long if you wanted to just. Break it down for us, but... We could. It's just...
1: We could be here for 47 minutes, probably, (laughs) just talking about the summary of Star Wars. You might be right. (laughs) But, like, when I first saw this, I was so young. It was real to me. The Force was real. There were real lightsabers somewhere. There were ships like this. There was a Death Star. All of it was real. Mm -hmm. And so, it really... Not necessarily molded me, but it really influenced me as a child, and it hasn't stopped. It hasn't you know, stopped. I think just the other day, I wanted to turn the TV on. I didn't have the remote, and I again <laughs> tried to use the force just in case. It worked. It worked.
0: Just keep trying.
1: Yeah, I'll keep trying. I I mean, I try to choke people all the time too. Like inside. You know, I really line up with the cool (laughs) bad guys. I don't know
0: if you should admit that.
1: It's fine. Listen, it's not going to (laughs) work until it does.
0: I'm sure we all wish we could choke somebody out once in a while.
1: Just, yeah. I mean, I would let him go. Vader let him go. I never, well, he did kill people, but I wouldn't kill anybody. Right. (laughs) Awkward silence. (laughs) I I really did love Darth Vader. Or I do still love Darth Vader. You know, he, he was so is so iconic uh just such a a different cool character there was nothing else like him out there uh and still to me i i rage on and on about it whenever it comes up that there's not a darth vader movie and i'm sure there's some good reason somewhere that some executive has for why they haven't made a darth vader movie but i don't know what that is and i don't accept they haven't i know (laughs) Like, the the best part of Rogue One, a a later Star Wars movie for non-Star Wars nerds, was a two-minute sequence when Vader comes in and smokes everybody. It's the first time you really get to see that as Darth Vader. And I was just like...
0: (gasps) It's his favorite. It
1: is. It's my favorite. But it's it's just such a, a, a formative movie for me. There's there's no putting it on a scale of you know what what's your favorite movie of all time for me the original trilogy is my favorite movie of all time and this mm-hmm. is the first part of that right so as far as your viewing of it with me I know you know this isn't a movie series or a movie in particular that you have watched all that often so
0: right I've what only your, seen it twice
1: right what are your three favorites from your latest viewing of it
0: I mean I feel like my answers are a bit generic but. The banter and the teasing that turns into appreciation later between Han and Leia. in love. I mean, yes, but we don't see that in A New Hope.
1: No, you're right. You're right.
0: You know, I love that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And Chewy, how can you not love Chewy? <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> And I also love the relationship between C-3PO and R2-D2. There's something about robots for me.
1: Robot banter.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I just, I don't know. You know, we love Wally and Eva. And I don't know. Robots make me cry when they get hurt. I don't know what that says about me, but I like their relationship.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. And it's funny that one of them only communicates in like beeps and noises and you still... Pretty much have an idea of what R2 is saying. Right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I really just loved all the commentary and backstory that you gave me. I just love seeing it through your eyes.
1: Pete's pop-up video.
0: Pop-up video.
1: (laughs) 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 Yeah, like... I don't know if it's annoying or not for other people, but I'm glad like you took well to me constantly pausing.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. If you guys knew how many times he would pause and then explain something to me, pause, point out something that was in the, that wasn't in the original, you know, all that fun stuff. I liked it. I thought it was fun.
1: Well, I had fun rewatching it with you. Yeah,
0: I'm sure you'd have fun rewatching it with me again and again and again. Yes, yes. Um... I'm sure it's hard for you to narrow down It is. three faves, but you think you can do it.
1: Yes. I'll, my three first favorites are seeing a lightsaber for the first time. Mm-hmm. It was so amazing. I wanted one and I still want one. I literally had a four-hour conversation with a, a guy that I worked with on how we could potentially build our version of a lightsaber. <laughs> it went nowhere. But it was, a, it was a good, solid conversation. <laughs> I like it. And the first time you see Darth Vader choking somebody was amazing. Just like, what is that? That's the force?
0: I don't know what to think about all this choking.
1: Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's how he gets people to do what he wants them to do. <laughs> Sometimes Darth Vader got to choke a bit. <laughs> and that scene where they shoot down the TIE Fighters in the Millennium Falcon when Han and Luke are in the gunner seats. I've always wanted to do that. My big hope is that in Galaxy's Edge in the Millennium Falcon ride, that's one of the seats you can go in because I will just cycle through that repeatedly. I don't care about flying the Millennium Falcon. (laughs) I just want to shoot stuff out of one of those gunner seats.
0: If you guys have been to Galaxy's Edge, you need to let us know if they have that. So I know that this came out Right after you were born, you were just a little baby. Just a little guy. Um, But do you have any like standout memories associated with watching the movie?
1: Yeah. So, of course, I didn't see it in the theater. Right. But we had it on VHS. Mm-hmm. So, I remember popping that thing in the VCR. And we had recorded it off of television. So, it had the HBO crawl. Right. And so, seeing that HBO crawl, first of all, is or was, really iconic. It like is. I had some. so
0: many movies taped off yeah. of HBO. It was so funny.
1: And then it pops to the Star Wars crawl. And I, I can still see myself in the living room with my sister at my dad's house, both sitting there, repeatedly watching Star Wars A New Hope, the first one, mm-hmm. because that's all we had. We didn't have Empire Strikes Back yet. Right. We didn't have it on VHS, so we couldn't watch it. And um, Return of the Jedi hadn't come out, so... That's all we had. And so we watched it all the time. And it's it's a really fun memory to, to think back to because I can still see what the living room looked like. and mm-hmm. uh, it, It's really fun. I, I had a good time going back and rewatching this with yeah. you. Yeah.
0: I mentioned earlier that the TV show that we picked came out around the same time as A New Hope.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We're talking about The Muppet Show. And it was actually on in the U.S., From seventy six to eighty one, yeah, and it's so interesting to me that we both remember watching it because we were so young. But it maybe it was on in syndication for a while. Yeah, it had
1: to be because
0: I know I'm not confusing it with the movies because I remember the opening,
1: right? You know, I remember it like mid eighties, right? So I feel like it was on syndication at least for for the eighties. Yeah,
0: we knew that we wanted to talk about the Muppets at some point when Mm -hmm. we decided to do this podcast. Because a few months ago, at the beginning of quarantine, we did a deep dive on Jim Henson. We did. We watched a six-part special on Defunct TV on YouTube. Yeah. Which I highly recommend checking that out.
1: Yeah, it was a lot of fun.
0: It really was. We learned so much interesting information that we never knew about Jim and all these beloved Muppets that have been a part of our entire life. Right. Right. I mean, they still are today, Yeah, you know,
1: literally from my birth year, as far as that show goes. Right. And they were around doing Muppet stuff before that, but that was like the big release for it. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's wild, like how long it's lasted. And they're just a part of who we are, you know, from a personality standpoint, I'm sure they helped shape us, but then, you know, from a entertainment standpoint, they're just always there in some way, shape or form. There's so much Muppet material. We had a hard time choosing which Muppets related media to to cover. There's uh, so much of it. There is. It's there's a ton of it. It's not never-ending, but you know, there's just a lot of Muppet material to go over. Why not start at the beginning? Why not? It's the best part.
0: Exactly. <laughs> I'm really excited to talk about it, you know, but baby steps. Yes. <laughs> We can't
1: Muppet baby steps.
0: Muppet baby (laughs) steps. Muppet babies. (laughs) Kermit. So with this cast, obviously, there's no way that I can list all of the Muppets that have appeared on the Muppet Show. Yeah. So I have to narrow it down a bit, but I need to talk about the people that voiced these Muppets too, because. I don't think I ever really paid attention to all of that right. until we watched that special. And now it's just, I've just so much respect yeah. for these people. And it's amazing to me, as you'll hear, like the different characters that these people have voiced.
1: Yeah. And that I had we no idea. Realize. Right. It was the same person doing it. Like I knew some of them were the same. Right. But. It was just like wow, really? I had no idea they also did that one. It doesn't sound anything like any of their other voices. They're so talented,
0: it's amazing to me. Yeah. So we have the man, Kermit the Frog, mm-hmm. voiced by Jim Henson, also the man, mm-hmm. and he also did Ernie and mm. Oscar the Grouch from Sesame Street, my favorite. Yeah. So Kermit is probably Jim Henson's most famous Muppet creation. Mm-hmm. He's the star and the host of the Muppet Show. And I love how he'd introduce the host and then wave his arms, yelling, yay! Yay! (laughs) We got so excited (laughs) every time. So then we have Miss Piggy, voiced by Frank Oz. Yes. And you also know him as the voice of Yoda from Star Wars. Yoda. And Cookie Monster and Bert and Grover from Sesame Street.
1: I can't believe I said that Oscar the Grouch was my favorite. When Cookie Monster is also my my favorite, I know. I was Grover's questioning that.
0: <laughs> They're all your favorite. Big Bird's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> he loves Sesame Street. I do. What I love is thinking about this relationship that Jim Henson and Frank Oz had, yeah, and how they are Kermit and Miss Piggy and Bert and Ernie. You know, like that is just these epic duos. Yeah,
1: and it's those two. It's so who cool. Are the, the actual epic duo. I these love epic it. creators.
0: So, Miss Piggy, she's a diva. Yeah. She's convinced that she's destined for stardom. And let's face it, she is. Yes. And also, she's convinced that she and Kermit are M-F-E-O, otherwise known as made for each other. (laughs) She has all of this feminine charm, and then she flies into a rage, (laughs) giving her signature Hi-ya! Hi-ya! Karate chap. Uh, Fozzie Bear. Fozzie Bear. Also voiced by Frank Oz. Mm -hmm. Fozzie's the comedian who tells bad jokes, typically punctuated with his catchphrase, waka, waka, waka. Yeah. Uh, and he's also Kermit's best friend.
1: It was funny to go back and see the original version of Fozzie, how they had uh, moving ears for him, and they ended up changing that. They, they had moving ears and a much lower voice. Yes, his for voice. The, for the first season, I think, right? Right. And then they changed the moving ears to moving eyebrows, I believe. And yeah, there was
0: something with his facial expressions that yeah. they changed.
1: And it made it, it I mean, it, it's, he became quickly the Fozzie that you know today, you right. know, with those two simple changes. They the made
0: him, a lo- it made him a lot more, you know, likable. Yeah. And yeah. friendly. Yep. Seeming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you have Gonzo. Formerly known as Gonzo the Great, yes, <laughs> performed by Dave Goles, who still voices Gonzo. Oh, that's right. We recently saw him on Prop Culture on Disney Plus, which mm-hmm. is a really cool show if you haven't seen it. And he was still voicing Gonzo there. It was really yes. fun to see.
1: Like Gonzo had this like little outfit on. Like it was, <laughs> he went and visit him at, at I think at his house. Yeah, and you know he pulled Gonzo out and he had his. Uh, like a button-up shirt on and a vest. Like it, so was, cute. it was hilarious.
0: So Dave also voiced Boober Fraggle mm-hmm. and Uncle Traveling Matt on Fraggle Rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gonzo is the daredevil performance artist. And what I love about him is that, you know, he's kind of odd looking. Yeah. And nobody ever really knows what he is. They think he's among the bird family, but <laughs> they still don't know what. And um, he's still proud of his uniqueness. And I just really like that about him. So we have Scooter, voiced by Richard Hunt, who also briefly shared the role of Miss Piggy with Frank Oz during season one. But then,
1: would one of them sing? One of them one would, would sing,
0: talk. and one would talk. I yeah. think I think Richard Hunt would sing, yeah. and Frank would talk. Eventually, Frank just took over the whole thing, right? So Scooter's uncle owned the Muppet Theater and he was hired as like a gopher and you mostly see him backstage. I think up until season five, he would be the one that would go in and tell the guest star, you know, 15 seconds to showtime or whatever it was, he would say. We have Statler and Waldorf voiced by Richard Hunt and Jim Henson, which I'd never realized Jim Henson did Waldorf. Me either. They're the two older guys heckling from the balcony. I
1: love them. Love them so much.
0: And it really cracks me up because sometimes our commentary, when we're not podcasting, <laughs> but we're watching certain shows, kind of reminds me of Styler and Waldorf. Yeah, <laughs> we're like grumpy old men. <laughs> so we have Sam the Eagle, voiced by Frank Oz. Mm. He's an American Eagle who feels this responsibility to act as like the moral center. He's very serious. of the Muppet Show. He's very serious and he gets very upset if he people does. go off of what they were, you know, supposed to do or what he sees as like moral. Yeah. Uh, there's Doctor Bunsen Honeydew, voiced by Dave Goles. He's the resident scientist. Yeah. And then you have Beaker, voiced by Richard Hunt, who is Doctor Honeydew's assistant.
1: assistant. Yes, I love Beaker.
0: Yes, and Kermit describes Beaker as saying, if somebody has to get hurt, it's almost always Beaker. (laughs) (laughs) And you have Ralph the Dog, performed by Jim Henson.
1: That's the one that I didn't realize was Jim Henson.
0: Uh, Yeah, I didn't either. And he was actually the first Muppet to reach national stardom because he was a cast member on the Jimmy Dean Show, which I, you know, it it was before our time. It was in 63. But isn't that funny?
1: Sausage Jimmy Dean? (laughs) I'm not sure.
0: (laughs) I just know he had like a, you know, also like a variety type show or maybe like just a talk show. Oh, okay. I'm
1: not sure. Gotcha.
0: Sorry. I didn't, I didn't have time to look into that. Where's your research? (laughs)
1: Where's (laughs) your research?
0: But. Yeah, so Ralph was like already kind of famous when he joined. Really, I had no idea. That's crazy. Yeah. So then he later went on to serve as the resident piano player on the Muppet Show. Mm -hmm. We have Animal. Oh man. Now, if you want to talk about favorites, this we'll cover
1: this later. But yes, yeah, (laughs) here's the guy.
0: Pete's favorite Muppet, (laughs) Uh, voiced by Frank Oz. (laughs) He's the wild drummer who performs with Doctor Teeth and the Electric Mayhem, and he is. Hilarious. He
1: is hilarious. I love me some animal.
0: So speaking of the electric mayhem, you have Dr. T voiced by Jim Henson. Oh really? Yeah. Nice. He's the leader of the band, which is the electric mayhem is the house band on the Muppet Show. And he plays the keyboard and he's the lead singer. Then you have Janice. Janice and is great. <laughs> I love Janice so much. She had a few puppeteers until Richard Hunt took over in season two. And he's the one that gave her like the familiar Valley girl voice, the oh, laid really? back hippy dippy attitude yeah. that we all, you know, know and love.
1: Yep. And she, she's still doing.
0: Yeah. And uh, she plays lead guitar in the electric mayhem. And she's in a bunch of other sketches okay. too. You have Floyd Pepper voiced by Jerry Nelson. He's the bass player. Mm-hmm. He's one of the more vocal band members with, sarcasm that's often aimed at miss piggy (laughs) and he's kind of animals keeper he's like pulling him around by his chain and looking after him you have zoot voiced by dave goals he's the balding blue-haired sax player okay
1: i love that dude
0: and his performer dave says zoot is just a 50-year-old burnout musician (laughs) <laughs> he doesn't talk a lot he like talks through his music basically we have the swedish chef uh, yeah, voiced by jim henson <laughs> uh, most of his sketches begin with him in the kitchen waving around the utensils singing in his trademark like mock swedish accent that's mixed with gibberish and an occasional english word thrown in so that you kind of know what he's talking about <laughs> right. he's hilarious he
1: cracks me up
0: And then just a few others that I feel like deserve a mention. You've got Sweetums, who is voiced by Richard Hunt. He's that big, large, hairy ogre, you know, who seems so scary, but he's more like a gentle giant.
1: Hence the name Sweetums. What a great name for him.
0: I know. (laughs) And I always think of him, like, when I think of the show's opening. I just think of, like, those, I mean, there are several big Muppets that, you know, walk through. And I'm always like, how are they going to fit through that little archway? And they always fit through. But (laughs) I don't know. He just stands out to me. And then you have Robin, voiced by Jerry Nelson, who's Kermit's little nephew. Mm-hmm. And he's good friends with Sweetums. Ah. And then there's Annie Sue, voiced by Louise Gold, who was the young female pig singer that Miss Piggy saw, obviously. I mean, why would she not see her as a rival right. for Kermit's attention and for the audience's affection? And but Annie saw Piggy as a role model. So
1: she, like, looked up to her. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Poor Annie. And the list just goes on and on. I did learn what I thought was pretty cool was that they have what they call whatnots, which makes me think of Big Brother with have nots. Yeah. <laughs> We've been yeah. watching Big Brother, so it's like a big <laughs> mishmash in my head. Yeah. But they were the blank Muppet heads that would have facial features and bodies and clothes added to make any kind of character. Oh so okay. I thought that was pretty interesting. That
1: is interesting. So
0: all the like random Muppets that come on, they're just they're whatnots. Oh, that's
1: cool. That's cool.
0: So I feel like I should also mention that Jerry Jewel and Jack Burns were two of the head writers, and then the music was performed by Jack Parnell and his orchestra.
1: And they're so good; like the music on that show, no, it's just amazing.
0: And then just thinking about all the guest stars that came on, like the musicians that would perform with them, and yeah,
1: it's
0: just really cool. So. The Muppet Show, you know, was a series that was created by Jim Henson. It's featuring all these wonderful Muppets and voices that we just mentioned. It originated as two pilot episodes produced for ABC in 74 and 75, Mm -hmm. but neither episode moved forward as a series. And there weren't any other networks in the U.S. that were interested, which is Mm -hmm. so funny to me. It is. But there was a British producer named Lou Grade who expressed interest in the project, and he agreed to co-produce The Muppet Show for ATV. So they just picked up and went to London, which Mm. I never realized that The Muppet Show was filmed in London. Yeah, me either. They filmed five seasons, 120 episodes in total, and it aired on ATV and other ITV franchises in the UK. And then it had its first run syndication in the US in 76. I gotcha. So, like, there was a lot going on with it, yeah. you know, before it came to us. It's right. so crazy. It's just funny to think about all the stuff that goes into putting together a TV show.
1: Yeah, it sounds like it, it almost didn't happen. Like, it was a struggle to get it on air.
0: Right? I bet all of those American producers were kicking themselves. Yeah, for real. So, it was a variety show, and it featured, you know, recurring sketches and musical numbers with, like, some behind-the-scenes moments thrown in, kind of yeah. like Saturday Night Live. Uh Kermit acts as the showrunner and the host, as I said before. And he's always trying to rein in all the other Muppets, making sure everything runs smoothly. Like you can tell that he is like a bit OCD. He's
1: afraid, yeah.
0: (laughs) Or a bit, you know, type A personality. And he's also trying to keep those guest stars happy. Mm -hmm. So as the show becomes more popular, lots of celebrities wanted to be on the show. Mm -hmm. And what a list of celebs that they had
1: on going back through the episodes trying to pick and choose episodes with the right guest star the most interesting was was tough just because there was like you said there's so many of mm-hmm. them and there's
0: I don't know, iconic
1: right, iconic ones and you're just like well how do I leave out this one and, and choose you know how do I leave out Carol Bur- Carol Burnett and right. choose this other one so it, it was it was actually tough going back through to pick out who our favorite guest or guests were but who did, who did you list as your your favorite?
0: Well, I was really excited to see that Johnny Cash was on. Mm. It was so amazing to see. I loved when he started to sing Jackson. And I was like, (laughs) oh, I wish June was there. And I'm like, they just need Miss Piggy to come out and sing with him. And then two seconds later, out out comes Piggy. And I was like, (laughs) "Ah, I was freaking out. I was so excited. Um, And so she sang Jackson with him. It was so good. I also loved the Brooke Shields episode. Yeah. Where they did this really odd version of Alice in Wonderland, which, you know, who would think that Alice in Wonderland could become more odd, but throw it on the Muppet show. (laughs)
1: They took care of it.
0: And they'll end up singing, we're off to see the wizard at the end. (laughs) Because (laughs) Ozzy was confused and thought that they were doing the Wizard of Ozzy, showed up dressed as the Tin Man. And then just some others... You know, Carol Burnett, Diana Ross, Julie Andrews. Yeah. I mean, that was super magical.
1: Julie Andrews was such a great episode.
0: It was. It was so good.
1: And then we went down the rabbit hole of seeing her on like
0: Sesame Street, Sesame Street yep. and all
1: this stuff. We were like, like wow. stop.
0: <laughs> Pull it back. Focus <laughs> yeah. on The Muppet Show. <laughs> Danny Kay was another good one. I mean, yeah. I love Danny Kay from White Christmas. Right. And so that was really fun to see. What about you?
1: Well, mine, of course, is a, a crossover
0: this was so cool. <laughs> so,
1: so it's the Mark Mark Hamill episode, uh, which also featured C-3PO, featured R2-D2. They had Chewbacca on there, but it was it was such a, a fun episode to, to go back and watch because I don't know that I caught it the first time. Or I don't, yeah. I don't know if I remember that it happened, but you have like the, the pigs in space right. section with, uh you know, R2, C-3PO and Luke. But they're all there with Miss Piggy. You got Dr. Julius Strange Pork is in there. You got the captain. And then right at the end, they, they break out Darth Gonzo, which was awesome. <laughs> it was
0: so fun. Yeah. Uh, like I had always seen versions of the Muppets dressed up like Star Wars characters. Yeah. And I... I wasn't sure why, like if they just did it for fun, if there was like a real reason. And I I assume that this is where they first were associated with Star Wars. But I'm not 100%, but I would assume that. I think
1: Jim Henson was actually decent friends with George Lucas as well.
0: Okay. That Uh, makes sense.
1: They they probably knew each other. And then, yeah, this is probably a fun crossover just from a celebrity standpoint, too. Right.
0: And didn't they have. Luke Skywalker came on as himself.
1: Luke Skywalker like, came on character. as Luke Skywalker. And then Mark Hamill came on during the same episode and they had them together on the oh, same screen. He was his talking cousin. Talking to each other. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was yeah. like the, the magic of filmmaking. Yeah.
1: It was a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> that one is followed closely by the James Coburn episode. That
0: was so fun.
1: Because there was so much animal in it. And like James Coburn is at times trying to calm Animal down, make him more zen.
0: They were meditating. They were
1: meditating (laughs) together, like uh, like dinging the gong, like really gently. But then Animal would get crazy and hit it. (laughs) Uh, But then James Coburn would just randomly pick Muppets up and throw them, (laughs) which was hilarious to me.
0: (laughs) So I have one more question for you. Like, we know Animal is your fave.
1: Yes, I love Animal. But I, I love seeing him just fly around and destroy things, and he's he's tries to be sweet. He's, he's trying so hard to not break things, and then he just goes crazy.
0: <laughs> what was it we were watching last night? This wasn't on The Muppet Show, but we watched, like, The Muppet's version of Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes. And where Animal's like, mama, mama and then mama? he's like. Mama? It <laughs> just she keeps like, going. da <laughs>
1: It was hilarious.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, so do you have a top three?
1: Yes, of course, Animal's my number one. But then I love the Swedish chef. Like, he <laughs> just always makes me giggle. He's probably not the funniest one overall, but- I just love watching him with his hands like flying around.
0: And they have like real hands too.
1: Yeah, it's. I don't know that That's I ever so noticed that there was real hands there yeah. until we watched the newest version of the Muppets and we're like, "Those are real hands." Is that always <laughs> been like that? But it it is so funny, just like and he's like, he <laughs> just <laughs> it cracks me up. And then Gonzo, I love Gonzo just because he's he's wild, but he's got such a sweet side. He you does. know, he's just this little guy. You know, who also tries to be so brave. You know, he's Gonzo the Great, and then he's he's just, uh, you know, in love with chickens.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he does have a thing for chickens.
1: Maybe that's because of his bird heritage?
0: Maybe so. I
1: never really thought what about it that. That does make sense. What about you, top three?
0: I think that Fozzie is my number one. He's mm. just, I don't know if it's because he's a bear, so he just seems so lovable, and yeah. I just want to give him a hug. But he's always trying to make people laugh. Yeah. You know, I love Fozzie. Kermit has to be on the list. He's just amazing. I mean, I won't go into other, you know, Muppet movies and moments that we've seen. Right. But I could just cry thinking about it. And I think it's the attachment to, you know, Jim Henson as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's just, he's that calm He's not always calm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He's not always calm. He he does get angry sometimes yeah. and he gets overly excited, but he, he is like a calming presence. Yes. He and he's that presence that's been there your whole life, right. you know? And I just, I just love him. Yep. And then I, I love Miss Piggy. I do. And I think that I loved her, you know, as a child because she was the on- one of the only girls. I mean, she was the main girl. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when I watch it back as an adult, like she, She's very, you know, she's a prima donna, like, and she she thinks very highly of herself. Oh yes, you know, and it can be a little off putting.
1: But the rest of the cast like sees it, you know, and they they're just like, oh yeah, yeah, they like kind of call it out under their breath, like, right? It, it's such a fun characterization of that type of person right like she's she's just wonderful i
0: can't help but love her yeah and then i i'm sorry you know i can't usually just narrow it down i have honorable mentions to right. janice right and you know all of the electric mayhem and again like one of my favorite moments from a movie that we'll talk about later yeah involves that band it's just so much fun right? and statler and waldorf
1: yeah i can't get enough of statler and waldorf i think we came across a hour or something long video on YouTube looking for something else that was just Statler and Waldorf. And I've got a, I've got it on my watch list because I'm going to go back and watch all of
0: it. hilarious. Oh my gosh.
1: Oh man. That, that is such a fun one. I'm so glad we did it. Me too. And both those topics are ones that we will be coming back to for sure, because there's so much more to consume and talk about.
0: I definitely look forward to it. And it's that time. I know that you have a Star Wars related toy to talk about.
1: I do. Well, I'm only going to talk about one. There's like six of them sitting over there. But (laughs) the only one I'm going to talk about today is my Black Series Darth Vader. So I had the original Darth Vader from, I think, the 1977 release where he had like his lightsaber was built into his arm and it would slide out and he had like a plastic cape. So I, I had that toy. I don't know where it is. Getting it now is prohibitively expensive. So I grabbed the Black Series of Darth Vader, which, to be honest, is a more faithful recreation of Darth. Uh-huh. And it is awesome. Now, the problem is when I bought that, there was only one available. So I still have not taken it out of the package. I've <laughs> only looked at it in the box and <laughs> it is Don't have one to play me. with. <laughs> I don't have one to play with, so I will be getting another one here soon. But <laughs> that's my toy for the week. Next up will be a full Darth Vader Halloween costume. I'm hoping movie accurate <laughs> if I can get a hold of one that's in my next five years. As far as Halloween goes, it'll be right. Darth Vader.
0: We love dressing up as you'll see, but you've never been able to be Darth Vader.
1: No, I've, I've never even attempted it. Every time I go look at it, it's there's some money attached to, to getting in there. So maybe I'll just go like the cheap route and be cheap Darth Vader.
0: It's fine. Look, yeah. I think Halloween's canceled anyway this year. Not for us. No. And not in our hearts. No. I just mean we won't be having a party like we normally would or going out.
1: I think you're telling me that I can't go door to door and get candy <laughs> this year. Huh?
0: I mean, technically, you'll be wearing a mask, so.
1: There you go. I'm covered.
0: <laughs> Maybe McNarrow let me borrow his Stormtrooper costume.
1: <laughs> 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 oh, what about you? Any, what do you? What do you got for us this week? Toy-wise.
0: Well, I had to do Um, something Muppets-related, and I have a few things, but I have to tell you about the bed sheets Mm. that I had as a kid. They were actually my sisters, and then they were passed down to me, so they're, you know, from the 70s. Uh, It was Miss Piggy and Kermit, but there were actually two piggies, and one is wearing a pink cheerleader uniform, and one's wearing a purple one, and then you have Kermit, who's diving for a football. (laughs) These (laughs) sheets- Talking about these sheets, that was actually what kind of sparked this whole collecting things from our childhood thing. Because we were just chatting about it. And I called my mom and asked her if she still had them, you know, hoping that she had them like shoved in the back of a closet. Right. She said no. And then I started looking for them, you know, online. And I learned that they were from JCPenney's. And it took months before I finally found a set mm-hmm. on eBay. Like, right. I would find, like, a random fitted sheet or a random pillowcase, but I wanted the whole thing. Yeah. And they were in perfect condition. They
1: are. You got those in. I was just like.
0: They are still bright. Yeah. As if. They were brand new.
1: It blew my mind.
0: I mean, obviously, I still watched them just because, you know, COVID. But (laughs) (laughs) it was just crazy how it made me feel to open up that package and hold those sheets in my hand. Yeah. I don't know. Like, does anybody relate to that feeling or am I just a weirdo?
1: I mean, you describing that to me brought back my memories of my Star Wars bedding, which I've I've been able or I've been unable to find. I can see it in my head still, Mm -hmm. but I can't find the bed set. Or the bedsheet set. Right. But I want to. And it really just sparked a whole bunch of other thoughts as well as, you know, uh, attached to just the nostalgia of that that era. Just thinking about a, a bedsheet set. It's crazy.
0: I love it. I was so excited to find those. Yeah.
1: Does that wrap us up for the week?
0: I guess it does. Oh, wait. But if you are a fan of the Muppets, you should definitely... Check out Muppets now on Disney Plus.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's a little weird uh when you jump from the classic Muppets like we did yeah. to the new ones. It's a little jarring. It is a little jarring. You know, some of the or a lot of the voices are different. Some of them are Pretty close uh, right. and not yeah, really somewhere. that noticeable. And, you know, other, other ones aren't. But either way, it doesn't take that long to get past that hurdle. Right. And once you do, it's a really fun show. Like, I I think we both had a lot of fun watching it.
0: We didn't stop smiling.
1: No. And I have a new favorite in Peppy <laughs> the King Prawn. His unbelievable game show, I mean, oh was one of the funniest sketches I've seen in a long time. He had this one dude whose actual name was Artoon. But <laughs> as soon as he said that, he said, did you say cartoon? your name is cartoon so he just called him cartoon the whole time the whole ep- did you did you invent a cartoon <laughs> for the whole episode oh, and it was so funny
0: oh my gosh i don't know if we just haven't been around people what? in a while yeah. or what but it was just cracking up so funny and the swedish chef
1: the swedish chef sections were hilarious oh especially the skit where all he has to do is make rice. So he's got the rice cooker and he's sitting there just bored. Because he's normally tearing everything up. But it was, oh my gosh, it was so funny. You have to go check it out.
0: And then Uncle Dudley as Piggy's <laughs> assistant. That I is I forgot about that guy.
1: Yeah, he's casting.
0: He was on The Muppet Show a little yeah. bit. But he was kind of known as the Phantom of The Muppet Show. Okay. You know, he didn't have like this real prominent role. They would just kind of talk about him. You'd see him occasionally. And I'm not sure. He may be in some of the more current like movies and stuff like that but he's her prickly
1: assistant just like yes "Mm -hmm." like you
0: can tell he (laughs) freaking hates her and then oh my god but it's
1: it's terrified of her too (laughs) that's so awesome
0: all right well thanks for listening yeah thank you guys take care
1: Yep, we'll talk to you soon
0: wait don't leave yet
1: we forgot to tell you how to reach us if you want to send us recap requests or share your own nostalgic photos and stories, email us at We Don't Want to Grow Up Pod at gmail.com or go to our website at We Don't Want to Grow
0: you can follow us on Instagram at We Don't Want to Grow Up pod, where we'll share pictures of the toys that we talk about or from the stories that we share and some other fun stuff that we've been working on.
1: You can join our Facebook group at We Don't Want to Grow Up podcast.
0: And you can head to patreon.com slash We Don't Want to Grow Up if you want to help support the podcast.
1: And don't forget to subscribe, rate and review anywhere you listen to podcasts.
0: And please, please, please be kind
1: and rewind <laughs> <laughs> or just be kind.